Serious question, is it too late to bring back tar and feathering? Are we too, quote, a civilized nation for you? Or could it be that our self-affirming identity as a civilized nation and the refusal to bring back tar and feathering actually the reason why our civilization is going down the toilet? Welcome to another episode of Right All Week. I am Dave, and thank you for joining our video podcast. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, ring the bell, and you can also interact with us on Twitter, Parlor, Facebook, Instagram. The username is at Right All Week, and you can also send us an email if you would like the address rightallweek at gmail.com. There you can get the right answer to any question that you might have. And today's topic, we're going to look a little bit more at the Supreme Court because there have been a good number of decisions that are turning heads and getting attention. I would like to pick up where I left off with the last video. If you haven't seen that or heard that one, I will put a link in there so that you can check that out. Also, I'm going to link to another article because I did invite some dialogue and some discourse because I did share a unique position and invited people to tell me, hey, what do you think is my unique perspective a little bit different? Is it, uh, do you think there's something that's more right? I don't want to say everything that I said before, but what I liked about the decision regarding the alphabet activists is the fact that we're not going to be defining a special class of citizens who need a special class of protections in order to make sure that they're not discriminated against. I just like the idea that, hey, Hey, you're a human and because you're a human you have the same rights that all other humans have and we don't need to sit here and try to find a way to describe what a special human is just because you happen to have different preferences and that, that's just my personal take on that uh, but because uh, more people have been raising their voices and talking about what they don't like about the decision, more arguments and more debates and opinions are being expressed. And one in specific that I really like, Daniel Horowitz over at Conservative Review wrote a very good article and he's raising one of the traditional arguments that we hear a lot about the slippery slope, which is something that has proven itself to be true many, many times. People don't like to, when they rebut this argument and say, well, you're trying to talk about things that haven't happened yet. Well, you know what though? Here's the thing about human nature it pretty much never stays stagnant it always tries to change and here's another thing about human nature of course uh, what we know if you're a biblical worldview because of the ways in which we're not naturally attracted to the light we're not human nature is not good if you believe in what the Bible tells us where we need Jesus we need the Holy Spirit we need to be reborn in the spirit in order for us to actually have any righteousness imputed to us by Jesus so because that is also true then we're naturally going to be inclined to the dark so this is why the slippery slope argument is actually very accurate, very true, and there's going to be an increase towards the dark, an increase in sin. So if you apply that to this decision, then it's going to be people who are part of the alphabet activists trying to find a way to use this decision and weaponize it and use it against us to try to find ways to push their way, open more doors and force more opportunities for themselves that they probably shouldn't have. And I like that. So I'm going to link that article in this dis uh, the description of this video so people can read that and see uh, why I think that's something that we should very we should look at that, take it very seriously, and look forward and see what should we be deciding for ourselves, how we can prepare, and what we should do in order to protect ourselves from people who would try to do things like that. This is not the only decision, though, that the Supreme Court has made that are turning heads. There are also, uh, some of the decisions actually aren't ruling decisions. Some of the decisions are what cases they're not going to look at. 
uh, Kavanaugh and Alito also pointed out, you know what, we're not even taking up cases with regards to guns. And that was something that's very interesting to say. Like they don't want to have to answer an opinion when it comes to whether or not people's Second Amendment rights are being infringed. When clearly they are, there are states who are trying to require that you have a license in order to own a gun. That you have to have a license in order to operate a gun under certain circumstances or they're trying to put extra requirements before people are allowed to use, operate, own guns. And these cases have been, they've already gone through other courts and they're trying to get it into the Supreme Court so they can basically strike these requirements in the Supreme Court saying we don't want to handle those cases, which is basically in a weird way of just saying, well, we're going to let those things go. We're going to let those rights be infringed because we're not going to answer that. So we, that's not good that these people are, are having their rights infringed and we want the, so the Constitution to be upheld. We need that to be the case. But there's another one that I want to point out. The idea that the courts, uh, they're, they're violating the Constitution by overstepping their bounds and violating the separation of powers because we have the legislature and we have the judiciary and we have the executive branch. And now they're trying to say, in one case specifically, what the executive branch is or isn't allowed to do. But specifically, there's the case where the president wants to change, he wants to write his own executive order to replace a previous executive order from a previous presidency. And they're trying to say, well, he's not allowed to do that which is just completely ridiculous because in the Constitution, they've got the enumerated powers. And one of the things is that you're the other powers are not allowed to say what happens in the other branches, okay? So this is uh, definitely overstepping their bounds. And some people are trying to say, okay, well, I guess now it's time for the president to defy the courts. And this is a really weird idea. How is he defying them? There's no defiance necessary. He's a separate branch. It's to, he, he chooses to do something that is one of his enumerated powers. It's not defiance. He's just exercising his job. He's fulfilling his responsibility. He's using his authority to do the things that are his that he's supposed to be doing. So if he does that, it's not an act of defiance. What they've actually done is overstepped their bounds and they're trying to try to take over and usurp or put themselves in a position above him and act like they have authority that they actually don't have. So what we're seeing here actually is um, in our society, we don't have enough information. We have an uninformed, undereducation citizenry. They haven't understood whose jobs, what people's jobs are, what the responsibilities are, what the enumerated powers are. And there's a lot that we would know if we actually were living in the time when all of these things were initially debated. It would be a good time for us to go back and review the Federalist Papers so that we would understand, well, who's supposed to be doing what and who's what not supposed to be doing what. And to separate both of those so we understand. And because we are so far removed, this is just one of the consequences of a lot of time passing and not understanding any longer because in that huge gap of time, so many other things have stepped into play. And a lot of different opinions have come in. We're practicing a lot of different things. Another time I referenced in a previous video about the ways we've changed how we operate in the courts. And clearly, 
where have a different opinion in the courts now about what they should be doing and how they should be governing, and they've really departed from their original goal and their original principles, their original guiding rules. And what we are missing now clearly is an understanding of how we're supposed to address that. And we really need to get to that point now where we actually do. It's we're way past the point now, I think, actually. Consequences for wayward judges, out-of-control judges, judges who have done more than they should or done things that they straight up shouldn't, uh, we need to do more than we ever should have, could have, would have. We're way past that need to do something about this. And that's why I opened up this video with the questioning about, hey, tar and feathering, because that is something that would have happened in the original founding of the nation. They definitely would have said, hey, this guy is violating his oaths. He is doing something he's not supposed to or not doing something that he should have. He is breaking the rules, and that's something that they would have done said, hey, we're going to publicly shame this guy to bring him back into control. And we don't do that now. We let people get away with all kinds of crazy things, including right now violating the Constitution so they can try to manipulate the man who's in the presidential office. Not okay. So it's time for some consequences to try to put these people back into control and make sure that they actually do their jobs in the way that they're supposed to do their jobs rather than just let them stand up there and do whatever they want to do and try to manipulate these things so that they can actually take over other people's jobs, like the president, for example. So uh, for the Christian biblical position on this one, just to make sure I'm presenting a full rounded case here, you know what, there actually were judges in the Bible who had a responsibility for presenting and maintaining and enforcing the rules in Israel in the Old Testament. And when there was a time in history, in that case, where they failed to do so, and God came down and said, you know what, it's actually going to be wrath, there's going to be judgment, I'm going to impose consequences on you guys because you failed to do it. And it was, a, it was very significant, and Israel went through cycles and seasons and lots of repeated offenses against the Lord, and the Lord gave them, and the other half of that cycle is, hey, when you're righteous, you get blessings, and when you don't do it, there's a consequence. And the judges were a significant part of that. I gave you judges and you failed, and so now here comes a consequence. I'm actually going to replace these guys. And this is what we need to do now. We need to see if you're not going to enforce the rules like you're supposed to, then there's going to be a consequence. And if you're not going to learn from these lessons, then we need to actually replace you. And as another thing, just because I'm thinking about it right now, we actually just kind of accept it. But it's going to be like we see right now with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that it's like a lifetime appointment. Go read the fine print. It actually doesn't say that. They don't have to be there for life. There actually is a way to replace them. But we don't even think about these things. We don't even look at it, consider it. What does that take? People don't even know. Might be a good time to look into that again. So yeah, these folks up there are Supreme Court doing things they shouldn't be doing. And that means it's time for us to actually step up and remind them what they should be doing, that there is a consequence when they don't do what they're supposed to, and that they aren't like a, oh, a popular slogan that was flying around just a couple of months ago, Nobody is above the law. Remember that? Oh yeah, I remember hearing that. We heard that a lot not that long ago. So let's do something about that, shouldn't we? I think we should. All right, thanks again for watching this video if you're still with me. I really appreciate you. I hope that you'll drop some comments, that you'll share some videos, that you'll come back and watch some more. Again, I am Dave and this is Right A Week where we talk about what's right, how it's right, and why it matters.